Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast with Tony Sakata and Ricky Sanders. Ricky, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well. Uh, wrote about Carlos Carrasco's got some mediocre jokes going on Twitter that people are reacting to. So glad to have baseball back. It's the same old, same old during baseball season. Got to absolutely love it when you talk about uh, Carlos Carrasco. Uh, he was my pitcher that I used tonight over at FanDuel, and I did use him in uh, in the uh, Fantasy Aces two-pitcher league. So, so far, so good. Had a big night last night, won a tournament. But all my hitters are uh, in this Arizona-San Francisco game, so I'm sitting here trying to sweat it out. Yeah, I saw that. I forgot to congratulate you. I was writing the, uh, you know, the article after all the games were done and I was checking out the scores so congratulations on the win yesterday and that's the only problem with having players in the late games you know you got to sweat it out it's never over but then you get to that game and you're in the fourth inning and there's no run scored and you you, you start you know ch- chopping your teeth sweating a little bit so good luck to you yeah I'm a way better front runner I like to be the front runner <laughs> I just sit back and how it goes and, and especially in my yearly leagues uh, Adam Ronas for Sirius XM always talks about, Tony, uh, it's interesting to see how you play the game. You play for three or four weeks. If you're in first place, you finish it off and win it. And if you're uh, in you know, fifth or lower, you just don't play the rest of the way. I, I have the, I'm the same way. I mean, when I'm in first, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like making moves. And then sometimes, you know, especially in daily, you get down early. You weren't sure if you wanted to go to dinner with a friend. You're like, oh, it's over. Even if it's the you know second quarter of the first round of games, you just lose hope. And really, you know, as we saw tonight with in basketball with Andre Drummond's fourth quarter, with baseball, you know, a homer in the bottom of the ninth inning, it's never over till it's over. But I'm with you. I'm better playing from the lead than then down. Tony Cicotta, Ricky Sanders from the Daily Roto Podcast. And, of course, you can hear us on the Fantasy Sports Network 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, Ricky, I'll tell you right now, the guy that's putting me over the top from the offensive standpoint, as there's been a run score lately, but it was a slow night for runs early on, has been Adam Lind of the Milwaukee Brewers on base three times, three appearances, and a home run tonight. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I tried to use him earlier in the series. He actually had a night where he was on base three times. He was good, but can't fault the Adam Lynn play. You know, the nights I was on the Brewers, it didn't work out. But hey, it's baseball. It's baseball, and then of course we're going to get you ready for all the games. Ricky, what's going on at DailyRoto.com? dot com? What's the next article you have coming out? I am going to be doing a review of all the big tournaments tonight. I did a picks article for tonight. Hopefully you read it last night. Uh, I had Carlos Carrasco. If you were watching the end of the Red Sox game, I had Hanley Ramirez, who came about three feet from a grand slam, so there was an almost. But, you know, there was some logic put into the picks, and uh, from here on out I'm going to be reviewing uh, the baseball tournaments. I was doing basketball for a while, so I'm kind of split half and half between baseball and basketball moving forward. Oh, so you're basically the Bo Jackson of fantasy. The Deion Sanders, except with football, instead of football, I'm playing basketball. Uh, Any way he can get it done, that's the way to get it done. In action on tomorrow's games, we got Pittsburgh and Cincinnati going at the Great American Small Park. We have an eight total, A.J. Burnett and Anthony DeScalafini. Now, they had a rain delay, and that game's only the second inning at 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, for this one, 
You know, Burnett's a guy that has strikeout totals. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds still trying to find uh, the stroke, but they're a lot better against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed uh, pitching. So it's hard for me anymore. I, it's so funny. If you go play Daily Fantasy about three years ago, Joey Votto was a guy that you would always have in your lineup. Now that he forgot to how to hit with power, I don't think I ever have him in my lineup. Well, the good thing about Votto is he gets on base, and, you know, A.J. Burnett gives up the base runners in any way possible, basically, especially the lefties. You know, last year I'm looking at it, 368 on base percentage, 350 weighted on base against lefties for A.J. Burnett. So if you're going to attack him and we're going to get decent weather, which I haven't checked yet for the weather report, you know, if we get the wind blowing out a little bit, you know, the Cincinnati lefties could be in play. And you can always get your weather report at DailyRoto.com. Mark Paquette is our weather guy and getting it done there. Now, Di Scalfini is a rookie with some pretty good uh, uh, minor league experience. But i got to ask you, we've seen guys come out so far this year um, and not look too great from a rookie perspective. Uh, do you ever get teased when the guy's at the minimum salary on a site, or do you just let them go, especially the first couple of days when we have aces on all these staffs going? I don't usually get teased in the pitching department. I'm the kind of guy that likes to look at either the middle tier or above and see what we could do there, unless there's really a pitcher that I think is, you know, pitching at a great ballpark with the wind blowing in, and I think it's a great situation. Then I'll consider, you know, the lower-end guys, but most of the time I'm not a pitching punt kind of guy. So I do consider the rookies, and I have been considering the rookies in hitting, you know, looking all the way down the list and saying, who's underpriced? This guy's in the lineup he's hitting higher than I would have thought he would be, or I just think he's a good situation like Devin Travis was on opening day, but I usually don't do it with pitching. Now the Pirates get a significant upgrade in ballparks going from uh, Pittsburgh to Cincinnati. Anyone you would attack the rookie with in this Pirates offense? Well, it's a limited sample size for DeSclafani. He's given it up more so to lefties, uh, but I don't think that means that righties are out of play. You know, I think all the top of the lineup probably should be just fine. We're talking, you know, McCutcheon, Polanco, Marte. I think you could attack any of those guys. And we'll definitely uh, try to attack it there. It's interesting when you go and you try to uh, take advantage of the ballpark, Great American, small park, as we call it, with the Pirates, and they definitely upgrade the offense. I think those guys will definitely uh, be in play uh, for Daily Fantasy players on April 9th. Then we got a marquee matchup. This is one, there's not many games, I'll tell you the truth, that I would sit and watch if I wouldn't play fantasy. But this is one. We got Washington in the New York Mets. Six and a half total. Matt Harvey versus Steven Strasburg. So, Washington, with the injuries, is not a great offensive team as they will be later in the year. I would think at two-pitcher leagues, you can say, forget the win, and I'll just play both these guys. Yeah, I absolutely have no problem with that. I mean, if you're playing cash games and you're looking for strikeout upside, you could theoretically use both. You know, this should be, according to Vegas, and pretty much expectedly so, one of the lowest-scoring games of the day. You know, when it comes to Strasburg, every once in a while he'll get beat up. Uh, same comes to Harvey, but I think, you know, both of them are elite. They're studs. I don't really want to start too many hitters in this game, but it should be an awesome game to watch. I really hope the Matt Harvey we saw in preseason comes comes to the to play when you know when it counts. I think he's gonna be a stud this year. At least I've got, you know, 
all my fantasy leagues depend on it. So I think it's going to be a great game, and I hope both aces show up and it's a one nothing game. The way you said that, like you had some doubt. Well, you know, coming off of Tommy John surgery, it's never a sure thing. He looked lights out, but the way I see it, and the old adage I always say is spring training means nothing. You know, sometimes you'll have a guy who doesn't get a hit the whole spring training. He comes in, and he, he starts off on fire. You just you caught him at a, at a strange point, and you start from a different point, or you start when it matters, and, and they get the juices flowing, and it's completely different. So I worry a little that they'll limit his innings, that he's not fully back. But the way he looked in spring training was looked awfully good, and I wouldn't be betting. You know, I wouldn't be loading up on Washington hitters game one. All right, here you go. I'm going to make Ricky Sanders make the decision. This decision is actually very easy for me. FanDuel, one pitcher site. Steven Strasburg's 10,500. Matt Harvey, 9,000. Which one are you going with? I'm going with Matt Harvey. I think for I the extra money, too. yeah, I think for the extra money, I think his strikeout upside's just the same. They're in similar, well, similar. They're in the same ballpark, so there's not one advantage either way. And like you said, Washington lineup isn't great. I'll take that extra salary and put it towards hitting. Yeah, absolutely, that is the play. So uh, if you're only playing the day action, uh, those two guys are head and shoulders above everybody else. This is all you got left in the day. You got uh, Strasburg and Javi. Then it drops all the way down to Edison Volquez against the White Sox. A.J. Burnett, Trevor Bauer, Shane Green, Kyle Gibson, uh, John Danks, Scaldafini, Wojciechowski, and Nick Martinez. So those guys are going to be 100% on tomorrow. Yeah, easily, easily. I mean, unless you want to go really off the radar and use Wojciechowski and, and Nick Martinez, but I don't see too many people going that route. Is that the the Duke basketball player, Wojciechowski? Is this his new career? <laughs> I I honestly have no no clue, no clue about Wojciechowski. I thought it was, maybe it's spelled the same way. Oh, no, it's Wojnarowski is the one who's the basketball writer. I stand right, corrected. But, but, yeah, for this podcast, it'll work, though. No one will know. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> San Francisco and San Diego go at it tomorrow. Uh, Tim Hudson, Ian Kennedy. Uh, San Francisco, Belt is out of the offense. Uh, they go to Petco Park. Ian Kennedy's a guy to get your strikeout numbers. Absolutely in play. If Tim Hudson was the lowest salary, maybe I'd consider him. He just doesn't strike out enough for me. Uh, this is a seven total, 145 here. I don't see anyone that I would be jumping on from an offensive perspective, but I think Kennedy comes into play uh, in the evening matchups. I I agree with you. I don't tech, you know, I don't usually like to load up on hitters at Petco Park as it is. We're talking about Tim Hudson, who's a ground baller, so a lot of the upside is going to be in likely in singles and doubles. Which and you know if you're playing tournaments, you're looking for guys who can either hit the ball out of the park or get on base and steal multiple times. So it could happen. You could use guys at the top of San Diego if you think they're going to be on base. But I'm with you. I'm kind of avoiding. I like Ian Kennedy though. You know what I was thinking about? A lot of people protest the elephants in the circus, like those Peta people. Um, how do you feel about the elephants in the circus? I honestly have, you know, there are people who've given me the speech, like the elephants are so mistreated, and I just, I kind of don't think about the elephants. Obviously, I'd prefer the elephants be treated right, but I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. See, I think the elephants belong in a circus, because if you let them run in the wild, they just get hunted down by huskies and they're tough. But the reason I was asking that question is, 
why doesn't Petter care about uh, the worms on Major League Baseball parks? Like Tim Hudson will kill a lot of worms, and nobody <laughs> protests about the worms. Well, the worms are at the bottom of their worry list. If you remember right, Randy Johnson threw a fastball that absolutely blew up a bird, and Peter was yes. right on the scene. So apparently, you know, flying animals, uh, mammals, well above, or at least a tier above, you know, the insects of the world. The Minnesota Twins are the first team to be uh, shut out in the first two games of the season. Shane Green is the next out for the Detroit Tigers to try to keep that streak alive. A guy that I like uh, this year who seems to put it all together, who actually was a prospect at one time, Kyle Gibson opposed him, eight and a half total. I like Kyle Gibson in year-long leagues. I'm not sure I love him in this game. In fact, I'll tell you I don't love him. How about that? Yeah, I don't love him either. You know, he was pretty solid last year in terms of the big base hits. Yeah, yeah, the second half in terms of giving up the big base hits. You know, neither side was particularly – neither matchup in terms of lefties or righties was particularly juicy, but that's over the long haul. You know, at home for the Tigers where they feel comfortable, I think Shane Green's a good pitcher. I think you can roll with some of the Tigers. You know, considering how the the splits really aren't – too big one way or the other. I think you roll with the Tigers who produce against right-handed pitching. The J.D. Martinez is of the world. You know, there's a guy who will probably have a lot of tomorrow. J.D. Martinez, a cast-off who just absolutely uh, has put it together in Detroit. It's amazing how people give up uh, on people so much. I'm looking at the price for Shane Green over at FanDuel, and I have to go to the afternoon games. Uh, it's a crazy slate tomorrow for games. It's only three night games uh, in your action for tomorrow night. So at FanDuel, they split them up between the day and the night uh, there. So Shane Green is $7,000. I think Shane Green comes more into consideration when you have those two stud pitchers uh, on sites like DraftKings and Fantasy Aces uh, because he'd be a good second pitcher if you don't want to throw all your money on the two studs. Yeah, I agree with you. I think one of either Harvey or Strasburg is going to, you know, be the best play of the day, especially during that slate. So if you only get to pick one, you know, put put some eggs on the one that you think is going to be better, roll with him and go go that route. But in terms of two pitchers, I think you use one of them and you pair him with the Shane Green and you're probably going to be just fine. And then we've got Kansas City and the Chicago White Sox going at it. And when you look at Kansas City and the Chicago White Sox uh, going at it, this is a guy that will absolutely pull your hair out of your head. Edison Volquez comes over to Kansas City from a great career in Pittsburgh after putting it all together. And John Danks, who absolutely should get crushed by right-handed bats, but Kansas City is a good pitcher's ballpark. Yeah, I agree with that, but I still think it's John Danks and Edison Volquez, so you got to go – against them. Uh, I think John Dakes, like you said, right-handed hitters in the Kansas City order are the ones that I will be targeting. And in terms of Volquez, he can be a little wild. The disciplined hitters at the plate, you know, Jose Abreu, Melky Cabrera come to mind as guys that I'll be targeting. Uh, Alexei Ramirez, even though he's a little bit of a free swinger, uh, I like him tomorrow too. It's not the greatest hitting atmosphere, but I think there'll be a decent amount of runs in this game because of the pitching matchup. Uh, just make sure the wind's not blowing too far in if you're going to go that route. I believe that Dickerson just yeah Dickerson just hit his second home run of the season off Willie Peralta. 
Uh, tonight was the first night I didn't go with a bunch of Rockies. I thought Peralta will pitch well. He has pitched well, uh, but Peralta, uh, Dickerson takes him deep right there. Yeah, Dickerson's one hell of a ball player. If you were deciding between him and Blackman, you know, earlier in the Earlier in the preseason, I think, uh, having watched them just for a week, it's pretty clear that Dickerson's the better ball player. He didn't lead off to start like we had hoped, but regardless of where he is in the lineup, he's getting it done. And this Rocky lineup, even though they're pitching, you know, Kyle Kendrick starts the opening day, their lineup's going to score some runs as long as they can keep Cargo and Tulowitzki healthy. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out for everybody. It is the Daily Roto Podcast with Ricky Sanders and Tony Zagata getting you ready for action for on Thursday. Uh, Big action for everybody out there. And, of course, Cleveland and Houston, Trevor Bauer and Asher Wojciechowski in this one. This is an 8.5 total, uh, 120 favorite for Cleveland. Uh, Bauer is a guy that you just can't trust from a pitching perspective. Houston's got a lot of big bats uh, that either strike out or uh, go long. And Bauer's a guy that could rack up some strikeouts, but you just never know. I, I feel uncomfortable taking him on most days. I agree with you. You know, when considering Carrasco tonight, the number one big negative was the fact that he was pitching in Houston, which is a obviously a hitter's ballpark. George Springer, you know, they've got other guys in the lineup, that can, Chris Carter, that can absolutely kill the ball. So you make a mistake, the ball could leave the park easily. But I thought Carrasco's matchup was so such a positive matchup because Houston is so strikeout prone. And you could say the same about Trevor Bauer. I just don't think he's the same kind of pitcher. I think tomorrow could be a day. You know, Houston's been slow today. Bauer's a little bit more of a contact pitcher than, than Carrasco. We could see Springer leave the yard. We could see Carter leave the yard. It could be a high-scoring game. Texas-Oakland, 7.5 total. Great pitches ballpark in Oakland. But Nick Martinez uh, was one of the worst starting pitches in baseball two seasons ago. Uh, he'll take the hill. And Kendall Graveman, who was the spring training sensation, a ground ball pitcher, a guy that doesn't strike out a lot of people here. I think I'd sit out both these guys, actually, from uh, a pitching perspective. And... To be honest, Oakland just doesn't have a lot of bats that I would go, but if I saw a couple cheap guys uh, that were in that lineup, say Burns was in there or Sam Fold, and I needed some salary cap relief, I think it would be a good game to get that from Nick Martinez. Yeah, and Nick Martinez, absolutely awful against lefties. As you you mentioned, he's awful pretty much everywhere, but as we know, Billy Bean's a money ball kind of guy. He likes the guys on base, so the team has a lot of guys that'll get on base, you know, get them on, get them over, get them in. So a guy like Sam Fold, who's a lefty, could get on, steal a base, score a run. Zobrist, who hits switch, you know, switch hitter, he's on base a ton. So while they might not have the big home run upside, you know, I think you could see some walks. I think you could see some singles. I think you could see some runs scored. So I think there's a lot of value to uh, to the at least the Oakland lineup. And it's interesting when you look at that game and Kendall Graveman uh, coming out of nowhere again, spring training. Uh, he put it all together. We'll be going and trusting the spring training Dolan on that one. Then you have Toronto and the New York Yankees at it. Daniel Norris, who of course is the rookie phenom, and CeCe Sabathia. The Yankees are 140 favorites, seven and a half total in this one. Sabathia and Norris. Uh, I'm looking at this game. It's a 7.05 game. We only got three night games uh, in this one. 
it's a great hitter's ballpark at Yankee Stadium. If Norris is really cheap, I could take a shot on him as my second pitcher in two-pitcher leagues. I agree with you. I think the Toronto righties are going to tee off on CC Sabathia. I don't think he's been right. I've seen reports that his fastball has been hovering around 86, 87 miles an hour. You know, it's not unforeseen that guys like Jose Bautista or Encarnacion could leave the yard quickly. I think that lineup is really solid all the way through the nine hole, as we saw with Devin Travis the other day. I think Sabathia could get lit up. And I agree with you. I think if Sabathia's getting lit up and Norris is half of what we've we've seen so far, he could be a very, very solid value play. Yeah, CeCe Sabathia, though, actually got the greatest Christmas present probably any guy could get. So his wife uh, on Christmas morning says uh, CeCe likes to drive. I guess he likes, to, likes things fast. It says, CeCe, I'm finally going to take care of you. You're a guy that's always wanted to go from – uh, zero to two forty in six seconds. So she takes him outside, looks in the driveway, and what's there a scale? <laughs> I I would say he zoomed well past two forty. CC Sabathia getting it done. It'll be interesting to see. Uh how I agree with you. I I, I will load up on those right handed bats. Jose Batista absolutely struggling. Uh, this could be what he needs. Yeah, I agree. Josh, I, I love Josh Donaldson. Yeah, Josh Donaldson might be my number one player to pick tomorrow. Josh Donaldson, it just crushes lefties. Uh, you get the ballpark there. Uh, jo- Donaldson's the guy, probably the number one player uh, on my list to get in my lineup tomorrow night. Yeah, and third base isn't as inc- incredibly deep as outfield, so I agree with you. I think if you're if you're deciding to go other ways, especially in the late slate, you're missing out on some production. Then Boston and Philadelphia, Justin Masterson and David Buchanan go at each other. This game is an eight total, and we have a 145 favorite in the Red Sox. Masterson is a guy a couple of years ago who just got strikeouts out of nowhere. Then he faded off the earth again. Now he's back in Boston. Uh, from a pitcher perspective, I prefer uh, to go with Daniel Norris, the second pitcher there. Ian Kenley's also going in the night slate. Uh, so those two guys would be there. But the Boston Red Sox bats would be attractive to me. But when he had the wind in it blowing in tonight, uh, it was going to be a problem except for Jeff Francoeur got it over by about 30 inches over the, over the fence tonight. Yeah, and it was freezing, which obviously is not a great spot for hitters. But for a David Buchanan, who actually absolutely gives it up to righties, you know, I think I'm willing to take the chance again. I took the chance with Hanley, and like I mentioned, you know, on a day that was 60 degrees, it probably would have been a grand slam, but it fell short. Hopefully it warms up a little bit tomorrow night. But even if it doesn't, I think I'm willing, you know, with only the night slate, to be different to go for the righties. You know, I've played baseball. I've hit in cold weather. It isn't quite as easy. But against David Buchanan, who knows? It may be. Damn, not going well so far in the night action for my uh, uh, number two pitches. The LA Angels scored two runs in the first inning, four hits, and they're still up against Iwakuma. And Brandon McCarthy lets up two runs to the San Diego Padres in the first inning. So uh got a lot to come back from there with my second pitches not getting it done tonight. Well, I hate to update you, but it's 4 nothing Angels heading into the bottom of the inning. Well, at least they're out of the inning, right? I mean, what could have been <laughs> worse than Matt Latos' effort last night? 
Oh, that was just pathetic. I mean, it was one of those nights, too, where I looked early and I thought I was done and then got a couple of homers, paired them with a solid pitcher. I'm trying to remember who the pitcher was last night, someone who threw, a, you know, had a win, and you look at it and it was what could have been if you used any other pitcher. It's just, it was one of those nights where you wanted to throw the computer. Yeah, last night the guy that I used on all my lineups was Alex Wood, and then I had him with uh, Zach Greinke uh, in some lineups. I can't remember who the other pitcher that I used, uh, but Wood was not great last night because uh, he he had some problems with control. But the Atlanta uh, charged out to a big lead, and uh, he got the W, so that that helps people out. Yeah, I mean, I think the key to last night was not having Latos, and you had a chance. Yeah, that that's absolutely amazing when you think about that. At least you could, I, I tweeted last night for people that you could go out of bed early as far as that goes with the Twitter situation uh, last night if you were a Matt Latos owner. Yeah, unless you were a perfect 8-for-8 eight eight with your hitters hitting home runs, you were done. He's Ricky Sanders, Tony Cicada, DailyRoto.com. Uh, Ricky, so how is the basketball going? Are you still uh, uh, kicking out the basketball as we wind the season down? Yeah, I mean, it's getting a little frustrating. Obviously, there are some teams that have clinched their playoff spots that aren't giving it their all every night. So we're kind of frustrated by those lineups, but we've kind of been helped by the Atlanta Hawks with Paul Millsap actually getting hurt has kind of clarified their situation. But, you know, basketball, baseball, both of them are you got to sit by your computer waiting for the lineups to come out if you're going to commit to basketball down the stretch. You really either got to know your stuff or you got to be following your analysts right up until the minute because things change so quickly and they really got to fix those NBA injury reports. So I was thinking about this the other day. What is your thoughts about playing daily fantasy basketball during the first round of the playoffs? Because I'm looking at that, there'll be no guessing as far as lineups. You don't have to worry about uh, the, the player rotation. Won't it be a better game for the first few rounds of the playoffs? Now, a lot of people don't play because there's a limited amount of teams, but I would think that it would be actually easier than what we've been experiencing the last couple of weeks of the daily fantasy basketball season. Yeah, I think it's for the purists. I mean, you look, you, you look at matchups, and it's really all about them because – the guys are going to get their full allotment of minutes, so it's going to de- de- it's going to matter how the player opposite of them is defending them or how they're defending it as a team defense. And you've known that all season. So if you play matchups, you know theoretically you go against the weakness in a defense. Your guy should produce. So there'll be a lot of very, very, very similar lineups in the playoffs. But the people who really know their stuff, you know, still have the advantage. You know, to the ones who don't use usage percentage or they don't use, uh, you know, sites such as StatMuse to show you rotations and how they change with guys out. You know, if, if a guy has to sit a game, he's suspended. So there's there's still an extra added element, but I agree with you. It is much more pure of a game, and you don't have to be sitting by your computer waiting for last-second lineup locks. So it's a lot of fun. And Colorado hasn't slowed down tonight. It's Carlos Gonzalez just did a two-run homer uh, for their lead to make it 4-2. to two. Yep. As I say, you know, this Colorado offense pretty good. Carlos Gonzalez, we know the kind of paces he goes on. The problem is he doesn't play the full 162 games. If he did, he'd probably come close to 40-40 like he used to. So that will be what uh, – what, makes or breaks the Rockies' season is the health of their hitters yet again. 
Ricky, one more time, DailyRoto.com. Uh, let us know what you'll be handling over there. I got to tell you, Drew Dinkbar and Mike Leone knock it out of the park as they're producing content right now for fantasy baseball and fantasy uh, basketball as we wind down the stretch here. Uh, what can the people anticipate from Ricky Sanders? So for the end of the week, there will be some giant caps on both FanDuel and DraftKings and even fantasy aces. I'll look at why people won, who they used, why the person, you know, why guys went off in, in the lineup that people had, and who were the ones who struggled that night, why you shouldn't have used them, or did something like Hanley Ramirez happen, where a guy just came within one foot of a home run. So I'll be reviewing that. Then, you know, I'll, be, I'll continue to write my NBA rotations article, and I will have an NBA picks article coming up as well. There he is. Ricky Sanders absolutely getting it done. Ricky, another great effort. I'm all fired up for Major League Baseball 2015. We'll be checking out DailyRoto.com. Ricky, this is a, a monumental night now. Uh, have you any any dates lately? I have not had many dates lately. We've kind of slowed down on the date front. You know, we've been hanging out but not doing the formal thing, which kind of is where you want to get to in your relationship. You know, once you've treated her and you've treated her, now you can kind of just hang out. You don't have to spend the funds, and uh, you still get to hang out with your girl. So I'm kind of where I want to be in that turn. You know what my favorite kind of girl is? Which? The one that likes Redbox and comes over your house. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. You know, you, you've got 50 movie channels. If you've got DirecTV, if you get Netflix, you pay so much a month, and you can't beat that. And if she brings a bag with her and she knows she's staying, that's great, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You can't beat the sleepover bag, which is pretty <laughs> much... That's that's if you If she starts bringing over the sleepover bag, you know you are in a good spot. There you go. There's your Daily Roto information. You can't get that from Drew Dinkmeyer and Mike Leone, but they're working on it. Uh, Ricky Sanders, Tony Sicata, Daily Roto Podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can get us every Monday through Friday at DailyRoto.com. We're out of here.